Once you start disputing invalid deductions with certain distributors or retailers, they do make note of that and then they tend to respond to you or they kind of understand that, all right, they're watching their deductions. Welcome to the Startup CPG Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. I once received a check from a distributor for $500, but it listed a ton of invoices. I dug in and that check was for $40,000 worth of product. It was a combination of unauthorized free fills that led to a broker conversation and double charges for a big distributor promotion plan that was expensive before doubling it. But the amount of time it took to track down all that info, dispute, follow up, and receive a check back was astronomical. And that was just one of the many instances to investigate. So how can you protect your margins from invalid deductions and understand what's going on in your business even with valid deductions? It's not easy, so today we have Bill, a senior client success manager at Inmar Intelligence with over a decade in deductions management experience. Inmar has a deductions link software platform that helps reduce invalid deductions and simplify workflows, reducing deductions administrative work by up to 80%. Listen in as Bill covers types of deductions, common deduction pain points, how technology can be leveraged to sort out all the portals, PDFs, and even stacks of paper and understand what's going on in your business, how to evaluate when to use a vendor for deductions management, what insights to look for from a deductions management process and how to use that information in your business, what it can look like to dispute deductions with and without outside help, how to prepare your brand for working with a deductions management vendor, questions to ask a potential vendor, expectations for the deductions management process and when to expect returns, and more. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I am very excited to talk about deductions because it's such a hot topic in our community and excited to have an expert like yourself here. So would love if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and about Inmar. Sure. Um, you know, thank you for having me today. Uh, join this podcast and talk more about deductions management. Um, my name is Bill Poor. I'm a senior client success manager for Deductions Link here at Inmar. Prior to joining Inmar, I spent ten plus years working with um, Mars and Ferrero in various AR positions, focuses on cash application and deduction automation, and looking at what best practices are available. Um, for a CPG. Um, you know, here at Inmar Intelligence, uh, we make businesses smarter to improve customers' lives. Through the use of data and technology, we uncover valuable insights that make it easier for brands and retailers to understand, predict, and meet the personal needs of consumers. Awesome. That's great. Um, and so I would love if to kind of set our goal today is to kind of give a 101 overview of deductions. So I'm wondering if you could start us out with just some like key definitions of like, what is a deduction? Like when we're talking about deductions, what falls into that bucket? And then from there, maybe some of the like common types of deductions that, you know, most emerging brands are are going to see see most frequently. Sure. It's interesting. When I first, you know, started my career, you know, what a deduction was, all of a sudden, um, retailers and distributors were just short paying invoices. So for example, um, you know, an invoice would be for ten thousand dollars and the retailer or distributor will pay nine thousand. So that $1,000 difference is identified as a deduction, um, sometimes referred to a chargeback or a short pay. Um, but that deduction must be researched further. Um, and you have to under determine um, and understand what deduction type that is. Um, so there's, there's a various 
uh, number of deduction types that exist and different businesses will set up different deduction types that belong to their P&L and expense, um, expense accounts. But there's main, mainly two deduction categories. First is trade um, and second is non-trade deductions. So for trade deductions, these will cover like allowances, advertisements, rebates. Um, these programs are typically set up by the sales team um, and they, can, they will be expensed to their, the trade budget. Um, that the sales team will own. Um, so a lot of these deductions we anticipate receiving. We just want to confirm that those deductions are um, the correct amount that the sales team set up the promotions for. The second category, when it comes to non-trade deductions, these are more shortages, damages, returns, spoils. Um, these are expensed to various budget owners. And these deductions really give you an understanding of what your business, um, the business operations, what the supply chain, supply chain team are working on and how that product is getting delivered to the customer at what expense are these deductions being returned. Um, so having good visibility on these deductions is also important. Right. Yeah. And how, I don't know if there's, uh, if you have data on this, but I'm curious, like how often this is wrong or like, you know, like why is this something as an emerging brand that you would worry about? Like maybe you have, maybe you don't have huge volumes at a, a distributor like UNFI or K here yet. Like you know, why is this something that we're worried about? Like how common is, common is this that something goes wrong within deductions? And then you mentioned like sometimes it's kind of about allocating that, you know, money went out to the right buckets too. So kind of curious about the those different pieces. Yeah, so I think we can, you know, further break down the deductions into, you know, three types of what's kind of common in the industry, pre-authorized, unauthorized, and preventable. So your pre-authorized deductions um, those are mostly your trade deductions that um, typically about 80% of your deductions will be trade related. Um, that's changed a little bit over the last two years with the supply chain industry, where we're kind of seeing an uptick in supply chain related deductions due to the constraints on shipping product on time and in full. But historically, your trade deductions will be 80%. Um, of your deduction dollar amount. So these are authorized. We expect these deductions. Um, but there's a percentage anywhere from 10 to 25% that are unauthorized where um, we didn't anticipate these deductions. Um, some of these can be invalid and some of these can be um, um, researched and investigated to see what percentage was taken off, um, was the correct price on the invoice. Um, so there's a lot of area when it comes to unauthorized deductions where businesses can charge these deductions back to the distributors, charge these back to the retailers and collect on those invalid deduction amounts. And then the third bucket um, is preventable. So you're going to get 10 to 15, maybe 20% of your deductions that are actually preventable. So if you make changes within your business on how you uh, ship your products, um, what label you may put on your product, this will prevent the retailer and distributor take in um, compliance related deductions that they are valid because they, um, you know, your business was doing something incorrectly. So they're entitled to take that deduction based on their vendor compliance guide. But if you make a business change internally, you can avoid those deductions in the future. So if you get a better understanding of what deductions are preventable, um, they could that can be going down to you know close to zero percent as you make more improvements with your business operations. Right. Okay. And how do you generally see deductions kind of come across 
you know, the the desk for your company. Like you mentioned that, you know, an invoice being paid to you is less than you expected it to be. Like, you know, what are the different ways that we can see, you know, is it a breakdown on the check? Is it separate documentation? Is it something that you have to request? Like, how do we find out more information about like about individual deductions and where they're coming from and what buckets they're part of? Yeah. So this is one of the biggest pain points today is, um, you know, getting the information in the documents to understand each individual deduction. So what the retailer and distributor will provide is a remittance. That remittance will be a summary of all the deductions that they're taking on that payment. Um, but then you have to go typically to a, a portal um, and look for each individual backup document manually, one by one, um, which can be very time consuming to go look for 100 deductions on one remittance. Um, so once you get that documentation, then you can do further analysis on to see whether it's valid or invalid. And that's where automation really comes into play, where um, systems are able to go out to the portal and automatically extract and aggregate this data um, and put it in a single solution where your team can um, do more analyzing to see if that deduction is valid. Interesting. Yeah. Like I remember with UNFI used to get like, you know, packets in the mail that were just like half an inch thick or something like that. And then it was like, great, these are hard copy documents. And then finally found the contact at UNFI to get them electronically. But then still, it looked like they'd been printed out and scanned, like was like the quality of the documents. And so it just was like, oh, man, like this is going to take hours, days to get through all the pages of this. Can the automation that you're talking through help sort through those kind of documents as well? Like if they're not in like a, a portal and you're just getting like PDFs thrown at you? Absolutely. So any email that gets sent over, um, our system's able to aggregate that data um, and tie it to the deduction that's listed on the remittance. Um, so even if it's one deduction, um, for example, say $100, it may be 15 pages of detail that make up the $100 of all the different SKUs, all the different UPCs, um, and then the end retailer that the distributor um, deliver that product to. Okay. Very interesting. And then as a brand, since you mentioned that 80% of deductions are related to trade, any recommendations for how brands can keep track of like what is what you've authorized out there as far as trade? So you can check back across it because you may be using brokers, you may have sales team members that are out there potentially authorizing deals or creating paperwork. And it's a lot to keep track of when you're getting into lots of new accounts potentially lots of independent accounts, you know, curious about how to any recommendations that you see for keeping that organized so that you can compare deductions as they roll into what's real, what's not. Yeah. So I've seen many, you know, smaller um, CPGs keep track of this on manual spreadsheets, um, which is very difficult um, to understand your deduction versus what trade promotion was planned. Um, so having a system that's able to keep track of your trade promotions as well as your deductions that are coming in. So when you receive a deduction, you can tie it directly to that trade promotion event. Um, and then you can have more um, analysis and understand if that promotion performed well, where you may want to run this again next month or next year for certain retailers and distributors. Um, so having that type of visibility will definitely help better manage the trade spend. Um, which ties to that you know, 80% of deductions. Okay. And as deductions come in, is there a way to rate either either using automation or on your own? Do you recommend kind of bucketing them into the degree of like recoverability, like right away, like, oh, like 
we know that this kind, like, this is maybe wrong, but, you know, there's a 5% chance that we're going to get it back. So maybe it's not worth the time to pursue it versus these kind we know are easy to dispute because we have all the documentation, like curious about that, like how to, you know, pursuing and recovering those deductions and deciding which bucket to place a deduction into. Yeah, so I think it's important, and a lot of the systems have um, reason codes or deduction types, so you're able to understand where that deduction falls. Um, so understanding the deduction type first will help you determine what chance you have on getting that repaid. Um, and then the documents, um, the supporting documents that are needed. Um, so for example, if you're going to dispute um, a trade promotion deduction, you need the promotion, the event, the contract information to bring that back to the distributor um, to collect on that invalid deduction, um, as well as like a, a shortage or OSD deduction. Um, you'll need the proof of delivery, a copy of the invoice on, all right, we shipped 100 cases um, and invoiced 100, but you only paid us for a 90. Here's the POD that shows that the product was shipped in full. So having all these documents stored in a single location will help give more visibility and help a higher um, help recover a higher um, percentage of invalid deduction. Okay, right. And how long do you have generally to dispute a deduction? Because I, I've i been in the boat where like they've kind of piled up, you're, you realize that there's been a mistake. And then it's like, oh, shoot, like we're way past the window to dispute this because it took us so long to get through all the documentation. So like, how long do you have? How often should you re be reviewing this so you make sure you don't miss the window to if you do have a dispute? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we've seen more and more distributors and retailers close that window on when you can dispute back to, um, you know, typically it's 60 to 90 days. And then they close that window where if you put a dispute in, they're not even going to recognize it, um, even if it's um, invalid. Um, so it's really to be proactive. So when you receive that remittance from the distributor to look at those deductions and start processing them right away um, will really help that um, start that clock. So you're able to collect sooner and you don't, don't want you don't run into an issue where you're impacting getting impacted by their cutoff dates, whether it's 60 or 90 days. Mm -hmm. Would you include as part of this process as well? The um, you know, sometimes you can have a, a partner maybe take advantage or incorrectly use a prompt pay discount. Is that something you can track in this process as well? Whether, you know, whether it actually was a prompt pay and it was it made sense to take the the percent discount or maybe they just took it off, but they actually paid you way later uh, than they said they were going to. Yeah, so these are very common um, and these are listed on the remittance as deductions. So you're able to research and identify if that cash discount was valid. You know, they took the cash discount and paid within, within um, you know, 10 or 20 days, whatever their terms are. Um, and if it's outside of that, you can go back and dispute that. And I've seen a high success on getting those repaid um, if they're outside of that, their uh, discount terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, as we've, as we've talked about, d you know, these deductions can be expensive. Like they can really erode your margins. How, how do you have any recommendations for kind of how to view these different pieces from and how they affect your accounting and how you view your like profitability um, and your product margin. Like how do those go together? Because, you know, it seems like you could just kind of, I, I think an incorrect way would you just be like, well, I gave all these huge discounts on this product and just kind of pretend that, that the de deductions weren't there or bucket them all in the same bucket. Like how do you make sure that everything is tying in correctly 
so that you know actually what your margins are and you're not just kind of letting them accidentally erode. So that's that's a challenge. That's another pain point that we've seen, um, especially with distributors when they're taking their deductions. Um, there's their complex, you know, multiple PDF format with a lot of different um, UPC and brands. So to go and validate that um, discount by discount um, by end retailer is challenging. Um, so that's where automation comes into play and aggregating all that data um, into like from a PDF to an Excel version is just more helpful. So then your your analysts are able to do a little bit more insight um, on if that is truly valid. Um, and then a lot of the retailers um, and distributors, they don't give enough um, information on their deduction. So sometimes you have to reach back further out and say, okay, you took this $10,000 um, promotion deduction. What does it belong to? What event does it belong to? What brand does it belong to? Um, so working with them to get more information will help you be able to, one, see if it's valid, and two, where do we expense it? What promotion, what event, um, or what expense account are we going to expense this deduction that we deemed valid? Um, and then just the high number, uh, the high volume of deductions that come from distributors. Um, like I mentioned, you could be 100, 200 deductions on one remittance from a UNFI or a Kihi. Um, so to go through all that one by one is very time consuming, a manual effort. So having more automation in place um, can help that process. And then you could do more analyzing, more value added activities on that deduction to see ultimately, is it valid? Is it invalid? Um, and then to expense it to the correct um, GL account or promotion event. And the important part of expensing all your deductions correctly, then it shows you, you know, as you track month over month and you track year over year, you can get a better understanding of the health of your business and the business operations. So it's really important that if it's a shortage or a spoils or it's a returns or trade versus non-trade, however, the business is going to um, expense their different types of deductions, they're doing so efficiently and with more accuracy, with automation in place. Um, so it's kind of, you know, an overview there of that. Right. Yeah. Or even noticing themes like, like within operations, like maybe you're using a certain freight provider and every time there's some like reloading or lumber fees happening or something, you're like, well, that's weird. Like maybe I should look into that. And then you work with your freight partner and you're able to like eliminate that hiccup or figure out a different way to go direct to the warehouse that, you know, you're not getting charged for different unloading or whatever. You can kind of see a window into how to make those things more efficient or if you're able to catch those. Exactly. And, you know, and that's where, you know, having all this information, you could do a little bit more of a root cause analysis um, and understand, all right, do I need to use a different carrier or maybe um, there's something that we can change in the warehouse on how we how we ship this product so we don't get these fines and fees and, um, you know, different deductions that some people will just say it's the cost of doing business. But in reality, if you make a change to your business, it's not no longer a cost. Um, you're able to avoid that, those types of deductions altogether. Right. Do you find that brands are able to kind of develop a, a relationship with their, you know, whether it's just, you know, often a distributor on this over time of if you kind of get in a cadence of disputing or asking questions, like, can you kind of develop that relationship so it's a little bit less of a black hole or, you know, you're reaching out in an emergency, like, you know, wondering if it helps kind of over time to be the consistent person that's like, hey, I have a question. Hey, I think this is wrong or, you know. Those kind of things. Yeah, definitely being more persistent um, has its benefits. The challenging part today is a lot of the um, contact emails are generic emails. So it's very hard to actually reach a person when you're trying to talk about deductions 
Um, so really having the sales team get involved, um, what, working with the buyer um, has been pretty successful in getting further deductions repaid and further deduction document that has been missing to better understand what you're receiving. Right. What is? Do you think that there's like a you know a number of deductions per month or a dollar amount per month where it starts to make sense to look at like okay maybe some outside help would help me recover this some of pieces of this yeah so you know we literally look at you know once you're over um a hundred deductions per month then it's really time to do a more of analysis that's kind of hard for one person just to pull all those documents and actually look at um you know, just because it's one deduction, it may have 10, um, 10 pages of documents that you have to kind of go through. Um, so really, that's the volume where it starts to tip, starts to tip the scale and you're looking for outside help. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you're looking at outside help too, you know, there it sounds like there's some AI automation, but I'm guessing you also want to work with, like you said, a team that has some experience in this space. What else do you recommend, you know, asking someone if you're reaching out to them about working with them on your deductions? Like how, you know, how can you help vet that this is going to be the right team for you to work with to really help free up time for your brand and hopefully free up dollars? Yeah. So, you know, freeing up time is, is very important, but as well as dollars and collecting on those invalid deductions. So, you know, there's certain retailers that have the tendency that they take invalid deductions for certain deduction types. So having that experience, you'd, you'd be able to get a better understanding of which deductions to do further investigate and which deductions have a higher chance to be recovered. Um, and that really depends on the distributor or on the retailer, um, as well as certain, um, certain CPGs will set up threshold tolerances. So for example, if you have a $10,000 deduction, that may be um, large for your business where you want multiple eyes to review that. Where if you get a deduction for 25 cents, you may not really need four people to approve that. It can kind of just, um, you know, some people don't even look at those deductions or they won't even want to kind of pull the backup for those deductions because the dollars don't really have an overall impact on the business's profitability. Um, so a lot of those smaller deductions can sometimes just get, um, you know, automatically expensed without doing research. Okay. What would be like a, you know, a best practice report or like, how should you, if you're using a vendor to help you with your deductions process, like what should you receive as a brand? What other, you know, should, would, would, a service provider help you actually uh, go after any recovering any deductions? And then what kind of like reporting or like information would you be able to look at it as, as a brand as far as like, oh, we recovered XYZ number or here's how many there were for the month. Like curious about what the, what you should ask for, hope to see as a brand your vendor provides you. The first is you know, the P&L profitability per retailer or distributor. Um, that depending on how many deductions they're taking, you can get a better understanding based on your gross sales on how much deductions they're taking versus how much deductions are being repaid. Um, so having this level, level of visibility um, will help better understand of um, are you profitable with this distributor or retailer? Um, changes need to be made depending on the deduction types that are coming in. Okay. So can a vendor like Inmar help uh, with with 
recovering and like the back and forth relationship with the distributor or retailer of asking for documents or even submitting the forms for recovering information and keep track of like what's been paid, what hasn't been paid? Absolutely. So, um, you know, we have a dedicated team of AR professionals that are able to reach out to um, different uh, distributors and retailers to ask for additional backup, as well as go on customer portals to pull documents or go on customer portals to dispute invalid deductions, um, as well as email um, where certain distributors will want um, disputes emailed to them. So vendors are able to kind of manage all of that on behalf of the CPGs, um, as well as kind of when you look at the sales side, brokers are able to kind of assist the sales team in selling the product on behalf of the brand. So this back, back office function area, you're able to you know work directly um, with this uh, distributors and retailers to get information that's needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you find that like leveraging the, you know, the power of a a large company like Inmar, like can be helpful in recoverability versus like, I'm small brand XYZ, I want to dispute this charge versus, you know, versus reaching out as, hey, we're with we're with Inmar. And they know that you do this all day, every day, you know, that you're doing your due diligence on everything. Like, do you find that that can help in recoverability to kind of leverage an outside, you know, firm that maybe has a relationship with these, um, you know, with these distributors? Yeah, we've shown you're going to have a much higher percentage um, on collecting invalid deductions when you when you go with a vendor um, like Inmar. um, Because there's a few things on where that benefit's going to come from is there's a lot of different portals. There's a lot of different ways you have to dispute deductions. And it's hard for a new brand to know where all these portals are, to know how to dispute certain deductions, who to dispute that, dispute them with, and where to dispute them. Um, so having all that knowledge already built in um, is very helpful. And that's where you're going to see more deductions, um, more deductions that are going to be repaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely sent off a deductions dispute, like just into the void, and then later found out, like a month later, like that wasn't even the right email address, or that person didn't work there anymore. And like you find some new form that's like, oh, okay, cool, I'll do now that now. So being able to leverage, like you know, someone that knows the current active process for all these different places is sounds extremely helpful. Yeah, and as well as like some retailers, um, they take a long time to repay some of these deductions, so. Um, you know, it's not always a quick turnaround where you put the dispute in and you get repaid in, um, you know, one to two weeks. Sometimes it's uh, one to two, even three months before deductions are going to be repaid. Um, so, you know, having a, a system in place where you're able to track and manage all those disputes in a single location will really help um, will really help um, manage that and be able to collect more invalid deductions. At a higher volume, would you... Would you say that sometimes, you know, having deductions management help could like pay for itself, quote unquote, of, you know, you're finding enough things to, you know, to dispute, you're finding enough issues, you're providing, um, you know, that the the money may be coming back can sometimes outweigh the cost of, of using a service. There's definitely the time savings for your team. That's a whole nother piece, but kind of curious on the like what you're recovering versus, you know, what you're often paying for a service. Yeah, um, the time savings one big benefit, but also we've seen um, certain clients, uh, the tool pay for itself um, in the first three months because they were able to collect uh, more invalid deductions than they have in the, in the last three years. So um, there's definitely that aspect of having um, a tool in place and having a process in place 
um, maybe upfront will be oh will cost some more money, but um, at the end you do get better visibility with your deductions and you start recovering um, more on invalid deductions. And the one thing I'll add too is once certain um, once you start disputing invalid deductions with certain distributors or retailers, um, they do make note of that um, and then they tend to respond to you or they kind of understand that all right, they're watching their deductions and um, you know they're probably correct if they keep on disputing these deductions. So they pay a little bit more attention to you because there's certain um, brands out there that don't dispute any deductions. They kind of just take a deduction and they say, this is the cost of doing business. We're just going to make the assumption that it's valid um, when in fact they're you know really impacting their, their bottom line because um, a lot of those deductions are recoverable. Right. Okay. And what would you say on the brand side that you can do as a brand? You know, like we mentioned, most of our brands have very small teams. If you're going to hire an outside vendor, what can you do to prepare and make the most of that relationship? Like you mentioned a little bit earlier of like having documents organized, like, you know, like proofs of delivery or like your sales planning tools. Like what do you, when you're onboarding brands, like do you have an example of like, oh, like, you know, XYZ brand came on board and they were so organized and it was like, it made our job a breeze. Like what can a brand, you know, do to be a really great partner and make it so that the process is really smooth? Yeah. So I've seen, you know, we've seen customers onboard in, in uh, four weeks or less because they had all, all the information that they needed. Um, so it's critical to have your processes in place on um, where, you know, once we identify the deduction and it's valid, where do you want to expense that? Um, so that's kind of going back to the list of deduction types um, that typically correspond with the GL code or um, a call center or profit center. Um, and then having that built out really helps um, with the automation and you're able to expense the deductions uh, fairly quickly. Um, and then just you know looking for something that's uh, customizable to meet your business needs. Um, so like every business processes deductions a little bit slightly different. Um, so being able to, you know, understand what's important to them, you know, what's important to the to the new brand, um, they may, you know, at what depth of validation or what depth of um, the deductions are they going to? Um, like I mentioned earlier, some CPGs want to know the UPC level, the SKU level of each deduction. Others just want to, you know, roll that up to the brand, um, and others don't, you know, they don't, know, they don't just want to know. All right, this is trade. This goes to the trade bucket. This is spoils. This goes to the spoils bucket. So they don't really need much detail. Um, so really just depends on that CPG and what's important to them. Um, and then we're able to kind of work with them and, and set up, um, set them up for success when it comes to deductions management. Right. Okay. Well, I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, Imar's deduction solution and then um, and then maybe we'll talk through some of the different onboarding steps because I'm curious about, you know, kind of walking through what that can look like. But tell us a little bit more about the solution that that you all have. Sure. Yeah. So I've been working, you know, with the solution with the team um, and it's really helping CPGs um, reduce their invalid deductions um, and it simplifies their workflow. Um, so the solution's called Deductions Link. Um, you know, we have many clients that are using this um, SaaS plas- platform. Um, it's very user friendly. Um, and uh, through AI forecasting, this solution allows brands to better manage their deductions. Um, and also, like we talked about, it really reduces the administra- administrative work. Um, that kind of helps with the cost. But then when you have better insights 
um, you're able to collect on more deductions at the same time. Um, so this product um, as a SaaS platform has been very helpful. But then as we kind of talk throughout this um, podcast is, um, you know, outside help. Um, so we do offer services as well, where, you know, we'll, we'll have the platform up and running um, and the deductions link um, product will be available. Um, but an Inmar team will manage all your deductions um, and manage um, getting all the information into one location and manage all the approvals and disputes. Um, so that's very helpful as well. So depending on, you know, we kind of always said it's like build your own adventure. So depending on the CPG's business needs, no matter how small or how large um, they are, um, this tool is able to adapt um, to various size businesses as well as um, if it just wants a software as a service, or do you want additional, you know, a, um, a team that's able to, um, you know, help with cash application and deductions management, um, looking at different invalid deductions and deduction trends. Okay, great. So it sounds like there's kind of more of a almost like self-serve of like you're using the AI, it's helping organize things for you. And then you're still going out and using that information. And then you kind of have higher levels of service where you're actually kind of leveraging Inmar's team to provide you guidance or, you know, go into helping you recover and, and keeping more tabs on everything. Exactly. Okay, great. And then you mentioned like, you know, a, a great example would be having your brand onboard in like four weeks. Can, can you walk us through like what the onboarding process typically looks like for a brand and anything for, you know, brands to other things for brands to keep in mind for making the onboarding process smooth? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've onboarded uh, rather quickly when it comes to the onboarding process. Um, you know, first, just getting the information, um, you know, where do you get your deduction and remittance information today, whether it's from emails or whether it's from portals, we just have to find a way to um, aggregate that data and get that streamlined to us. Um, and then at what level, um, at what level of um, depth are you expensing your deductions? So kind of just get a map in, all right, per deduction type, which GL or which cost center is this deduction going, going to be um, expensed to? Um, and then our team is great. They're able to build a system, configure the system to um, the CPG's needs. So they're up and running in a matter of weeks. Okay. And for the different like buckets you mentioned for like from an accounting perspective, is that something that generally a brand comes into you with a like a point of view on of oh these kind of deductions go to you know always go to this account or is you know and if and if they don't know that should they work with an accountant or is that something that your team can provide some expertise on of oh generally we see brands put this type of deduction in you know a GL account like XYZ yeah so typically um we you know we can assist with any questions they have on what we see as what um you know, the best practices, but most of the um, CPGs that come to us already have their um, accounts all set up. Um, and they're as is their current state is, you know, we take these deductions and they go here. Um, so they have that all already mapped out. Um, but once we understand, um, or, you know, once we kind of provide them a little bit more understanding of what the deduction actually is, we've seen them be like, okay, I don't want it to go to this account anymore. It'd make more sense to go hit um, a different account that's more appropriate to that expense deduction. Right. Okay. And when you onboard a brand, do you also, do you go back a certain amount of time at all as part of that process? Or is it all just like going forward? Great question. Um, you know, we definitely, we went back. Um, we went back 
uh, one to two years with a few clients to go look at all their deductions, um, to go see what was valid, what was invalid, um, to kind of do a whole reconciliation project um, um, to help them, you know, clean up their books. Um, or, you know, if they want to just start as, you know, going forward on whatever, whatever date the, the product is up and running for them, um, we can go that route as well. So it's really dependent on the CPG's needs. Um, and what's important to them. Okay. So like you mentioned the, you know, we, we talked about the different accounts um, that you may be mapping your deductions to. Um, what can, what will you, re- what do you receive as a brand as far as like being able to then like, can you, you know, input that into QuickBooks? Is it a document you can like forward along to your accountant? Like how does that I, at least in the, in the past, that's been a sticking point for me of like, okay, great. I figured out where my deductions go. Now I have to like put that in my book somehow or tell my bookkeeper where to go. You know, how does, uh, how does that piece work? Yeah. So, um, you know, prior it's always been a manual process where you have to manually enter one credit at a time for each deduction. Um, so deductions link does have the capability to, um, provide a credit report, um, kind of an upload file that goes back to the the customer's ERP or accounting system um, to issue all those credits um, that were approved back to the back to the um, customer's account. Um, so that that's really come a long way over the uh, last uh, few years in putting that automation in place. So you're not keying in um, 100 deductions one by one. Um, it's kind of like a, a bulk upload um, that will help uh, you know expense and put those into the correct categories. Right. That's super cool. What other kind of, I guess, you know, deliverables or, you know, things do you have access to as a customer? Like we mentioned before, like kind of like a dashboard where you're seeing like by, you know, by distributor or, you know, by deduction type, but what are the different things that you kind of have access to on a regular basis to be able to log in and better understand your business when you work with Inmar? So yeah, kind of there's monthly, monthly, um, deduction trends and analysis reports that gets generated um, for each client. But as you log in your system, you'll be able to kind of understand um, how many deductions are um, in waiting to be processed, um, as well as how many deductions are with various um, approvers uh, waiting to be approved. Um, So it kind of just gives you a good overall understanding of where your deductions stand and what your deduction balance looks like at any point in time. Um, and these are open deductions that haven't been resolved or completed yet. Um, and then when it com- becomes down to invalid deductions, so you're able to track and manage all your invalid deductions in a single location. So as we mentioned earlier, sometimes it's 60 to 90 days where um, you kind of have to continue to follow up or not get paid. So you don't want to lose visibility of that. Um, so you're able to ha- kind of track that deduction and see what stage or what part of the re repayment process it is in. Um, and then that will help um, as well. And then you're able to um, see, you know, and, and measure how many deductions did you get repaid on um, in month over month, year over year. So you can start getting more insight on um, which deductions, which retailers are taking more invalid deductions or which changes that you may have to take with your, um, with your business operations to avoid those deductions. Right. Is there a do you work more commonly with any specific function within businesses? Like where does often, you know, this deductions piece lie within the business? Obviously, everybody can set up their business the way that makes sense for them. But curious if you kind of interact with 
more regularly the ops person or like, you know, who generally is interacting with the portal and with your team, you know, from a, you know, their function perspective? So the two areas where I've seen most impact is uh, the accounting team, as well as the sales team. Um, Like I said, most of the deductions are sales related. So sales always plays a pretty heavy involvement in reviewing these deductions to make sure that they are valid, um, because it will impact their trade spend and their profitability. Um, and then the accounting team. So, you know, the deduction starts when that cash application. So once you post your cash application, all your deductions will get created um, on that remittance. So your accounting team has the, um, you know, the challenge to get all those deductions appropriately assigned and closed um, without keeping them open on the um, customer's agent. Right. Okay. That's great. Um, and then how long do you generally recommend that brands kind of, you know, let the process work when you onboard a new vendor like Inmar on this process and maybe you've had a history of not reclaiming your deductions in your ear to like, you know, get money back in the bank. Um, Like realistically, like how long does it take to see results? How do you how do you track, you know, if if the process is working effectively? Yeah. So for the most part, you see results rather quickly. Um, And it's kind of an eye eye opener for the brands that they just didn't know that existed or they didn't know that these deductions were even coming in because they never pulled the documents they never had any visibility um so it's very quickly where all of a sudden there's a handful of deductions that are deemed invalid and you're going back to the distributor or retailer to collect on that um so we've we've seen that turnaround very quickly with most of our um newer brands. Okay, great. And then if, you know, if any any of our listeners are intrigued and like want to get a demo of the tool or connect with the Inmar team, what's the best way to reach out? Is it, you know, going to the website or how do you recommend connecting and learning more? So if you head to the Inmar page, there's a, a form where you can fill out with your information and um, an Inmar representative will be in touch um, to help better understand your pain points and better understand your deduction, um, your deductions um, as a whole. So go ahead and fill out that form and we'll be in touch with you to uh, talk more about deductions and where automation really helps um, the process. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely make sure the link is in the show notes for everyone to go check out. Um, definitely something helpful to know what options are out there. And if you know, even if you're not quite ready for it yet, hopefully you can learn the options and know when it's going to be the right time to onboard a solution like this, because it seems like the Inmar team has some really awesome technology and support available for our brands, which is which is awesome. So thank you so much, Bill, for like sharing your knowledge on this topic that is, you know, sometimes like complicated. So I'm so glad that you could kind of help just shed light on some of these basic processes and what to encounter and how how to evaluate how to deal with this. Um, really, really appreciate it. You know, thanks for having me, you know, enjoyed the conversation going over deductions and, uh, you know, um, you know, everyone can just reach out and we'll be happy to help. Thank you to our partner Inmar for sponsoring this episode. Visit Inmar, I-N-M-A-R, Dot com to learn more about their deductions link program or find the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, we'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com 
and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.